This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the ballerina. No tagline given. Imagine if you will, a dumpster fire made of train wrecks. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And we got no Troy. No damn Troy. So. No Troy's allowed. Mm-mm. Not today. Man, did he miss out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel real bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to cap off. If he off, hadn't made uh, all the ACDC jokes, I'd feel bad for him. But with the constant ACDC jokes, I don't. We're going to cap off Ballerina consecutive weeks with the Ballerina. The Ballerina. Which ostensibly has the least to do with Ballerinas. Of any of the other movies we watched for this four-week period that I've caught three of the four movies for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic bread. Yep, and this went straight to DVD, so you know it's that hotness. Right from the Orlando Film Festival to DVD. Like all the classics. Yep. So. Yeah. The beginning? Mm-hmm. Well, we're treated to. Let's really talk about the credits, because the credits were fire. Well, I hope you like poor sound mixing. And jump cuts. Don't forget the confusion. So the credits start with uh, Mommy and Daddy arguing before the ballet recital. With a snippet of credit in between each four seconds of argue. Yeah. So not only is it incoherent, it's hard to follow. And frustrating. So that happens for what feels like forever. We were mad three minutes in. Yep. It's a good sign when a movie manages to confuse you. Before three of the credits have even gone by. <laughs> Individual credits, mind you. Yep. So, um... They didn't, like, play it during the credits, but it was, like... Call fucking Guinness Man on them jump cuts because it was... Every couple of seconds. Credit fighting, credit fighting, credit fighting. Yeah, it was super great. A real good intro. Incomprehensible fighting. It sounded like 13 adults yelling at each other, but it was an argument between two people, I believe. So now that that's out of the way, we can get to the story proper. The, the witch now? Oh. I missed that whole part. Oh, the story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's there. Oh, it's there. <laughs> then you got uh, dad. Yep. And daughter. I don't feel like we should go any further with the names for this one. No, I, I'm putting as much effort into this as they did. Right. I'm not even gonna, you know, Billy haircut this one. We're just gonna we're just gonna go dad and daughter. So dad and daughter are off to the ballet recital. Yep. And they almost get run off the road by your uh redneck types. Right. Them hillbillies in that trailblazer. Yeah, because dad was looking through his binoculars out the side while he was driving. While he was driving. So, I mean, it's kind of on him. I mean, you're supposed to focus on the road, and I guess maybe the binoculars provide you with some kind of super focus? 
But not out the side. <laughs> no. No, I guess not then. And so uh, he's like, whoa, sorry I almost killed us. Uh, but Daddy needs to go to his hunting spot real quick and take a quick gander at the hunting spot. You know, for a reason. Yeah. So jump smash cut to what is so probably... So a split second later. Yeah. Which is like split seconds or months to these people. Yeah. And now Dad's all uh, disheveled. He's got a big beard. Old daughter's uh, clothes are all tattered up and running about in rags. They're living in the woods with no explanation, mind you. Right, they're just in the woods, living for in their for a tent while for some amount of time, somewhere between thirty seconds and a million years. <laughs> it's like a dog trying to tell time. So, uh, turns out they live in the local shanty town. Yeah, hobo camp overlooking the. Swamp. Hobo Camp 7, I believe. And he's, uh, he's gonna take his daughter to the local hobo daycare. Right. School, daycare, scouts. And, uh, the the local kids are all like, ha we're mean to the daughter. Yeah, you're the poorest one. We all live in tents. Yeah. We, sh- we should really look down on anyone. <laughs> Your tent is less good than my tent. Yeah. You can't smell our hole we poop in you from our tent. <laughs> you can't play kick around the dirty old ball with us. And, Lesser uh, quality tent dweller. And so the the ringleader of this here thing, the the what you call it? That old lady or the tallest child? Large Marge. Oh, <laughs> Large Marge. We'll give her a name because she was probably my favorite character in the movie because she was on screen the least. So Large Marge is like, hey, what's with your daughter's weird night terror hallucinations? And yeah, like, what's her problem? And he's like, hey, don't worry about it. And she's like, no, but really, maybe you should get somebody to talk to her. I can I can hook you up with somebody who will help your kid out and not turn you into the authorities for living in a fucking hobo town with her. And he's all like, welfare of my child, you <laughs> shut your goddamn mouth. Yeah, I'm concerned for my daughter's well-being. I can look into no well-being for my daughter. And then he goes to work. Which work is... <laughs> work is... Whiskey in his tin cup coffee. Uh-huh. And looking at pictures, sadly, from a Bible. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard job. It's not for everybody. <laughs> Somebody's got to pull in some money, though. It ain't that guy. So, uh, later on, it's evening time. And they're sitting around the, the well, I would say campfire, but I guess it would be the, the heating system. The, the light. It's just a, it's like a floodlight. And they're roasted marshmallows, because I'm sure that hasn't gotten old over the nine years they've lived in the over goddamn a woods. Did we skip them robbing that chicken's coop? Yeah, they robbed the chicken coop, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? You see, they took the eggs, but not the chicken. Now, that's dumb. You take the chicken so you can have eggs for a while, and eventually some meat once the chicken dies of starvation. Now, how are eggs made? Are chickens uh, just born full of eggs? Yeah. I knew. So, uh... Anyway. Good, good. So, she she has some kind of dream that night. Tommy knockers! Or is it? Yeah. Where the green light circle around the tent creepy 
voices show up and her dad's like, eh, it's just a dream or whatever. Stop being a baby. You live in these woods. It's just woods a dream. A Go back to sleep. Go back to sleep in your shitty tent. And the next day, uh, there's a newcomer to Tent City, which is... Um, that dried out hooker lady. Yeah. And hooker lady is like, hey, I'm totally a hooker or something. You can tell because I have knee-high gold boots. And a long red coat. <laughs> And Large Marge is like, hey, why don't you uh, help her out with setting up camp? Wink, N- wink. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And he's all like, yeah, sure. I'll do that as soon as I get done with my day job of crying and whiskey. <laughs> I got to drink whiskey out, out of this impossibly too hot to hold cup. So, uh, but first they have to take a little field trip, dad and daughter, to go look at their house they used to have and be sad, because that seems like a fun day trip. Yeah, yeah. It helps boost the spirits of the child that has to live in the shanty town. Yep, and the daughter's like, oh, this just makes me super sad. Let's not do this anymore. At this point, we can only assume the father was chemically addicted to hunting to the point to where they had to live in the woods, because that's all the explanation that we've had. So they meet up with uh, old uh, hooker lady, and her kids, little one and big one. Oh, smart mouth and then little kid. Yeah. And the big one's like, hey, uh. You're a whore, mother. My mom's kind of a slut and has chlamydia, so watch out for that, dog. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Get you some, but watch out for it. And he's all like, yeah, thanks, bro. Good looking out. Because I was totally going to not wrap it up, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Dirty old hobo dick. And then we have a, a little montage of them making a, a shitter. And a shower, and they set up the tent, and then they all have campfire good fun times. Where a uh, daughter freaks out because she sees the Tommy knockers again. It's not Tommy knockers anymore. It's level four psychosomatic hallucinations. I think is what dried up Hooker Lady said. Yeah. So Doctor Hooker Lady. So Doctor Hooker Lady. Well, no, because first the kid passes out. And they have to run back through the thing so she can go to sleep in her tent. Because that's a thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I pass out, I get rained back to my tent. And so they uh, they get her back in the tent and Dr. Hooker's like, Hey, let me go hypnotize her about fields and that'll fix everything. Because I'm a doctor. I didn't go to medical school for eight years giving out hand jobs to people. Dr. Hooker school to not get chlamydia to hypnotize kids about fields. And uh, the next day, old uh, dad shows up to the Dr. Hooker squat. And he's like, hey, uh, you did a real good thing there. She's totally cured. She hardly had a night terror last night. Let's go have sex in a tent. And Dr. Hooker's like, yeah, obviously. Dirty hobo dick, hell yeah. And then and then they have the sex. Yep. Presumably it happens off screen. I assume that's what happened. No, they were just relaxing in the bed together. Well, on the floor with a tarp. And so They uh, didn't have a bed. They live in squalor. And so uh, you know, between the pillow talk about how they're horrible monster people, somehow or another, the uh Dr. Hooker wants to know what the deal is. Like, hey, what's wrong with your kid? Why is she so fucked? 
And dad's like, well, if you really want to know, her whole family got killed in a car accident. Mom and brothers and cousins and whatever, they're all dead. They were all in one really big car. All dead. Their whole family, all dead in Kyoto. Guess that? Yeah. And then he's like, so what was I I supposed to do? Be a reasonable person and, and live on the grid and get my kids psychiatric care? No. I was not going to do that. So I drank a bunch and Children's lived in the woods. Children's Protective Services. A warm roof over her head. Lady, you're busted. Yeah, and she's like, well, those are all valid points to no one at all. <laughs> so you go back to your drinking and crying while your kid's mental state deteriorates, which probably could be, you know, fixed rather easily. With a goddamn phone call. And he says, good, good, I'm glad. But you're hypnotizing her works. She doesn't have weird, scary dreams anymore, and she hasn't smoked in like two days, so it's all working out. Finally got her off cigarettes. You did mean smoking cigarettes, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're a hobo, you gotta smoke some things. Can't afford crack cocaine. So, turns out, though, maybe everything's not okay because the Tommyknockers show back up. Yeah. This time they've got a hat and some face paint. Yeah, and they're all like, uh, boogity boogity boo! Come with us. We have puppies full of candy. Yeah, and and video games and stuff. But daughter's like, nah, man, I ain't doing that. Like Clam Digger in Nightmare Killing Spree. <laughs> so, uh, the next day she gets dropped off at Large Marge's daycare and, uh, Daycare Scouts. Daycare Scoutatorium. And she's drawing a picture of the the ghost monsters, which are some kind of freaky-deaky Girl Scout troop. They were the graduating class from Shantytown Scouts. Mm-hmm. They had all the merit badges. And then uh, Father Hobo, the local... Uh, Clergy, clergyman. I like clergy better. Clergyman is all like, hey, I know what's going on here. You don't believe in Jeebus enough or whatever. So uh, in order to help your kid with her terrifying nightmares, let's all go to the woods in the middle of the night where it's poorly lit and scream about Jesus and ghosts and demons and stuff. Now they had that nice LED campfire. You leave them alone. So uh, they're having some kind of voodoo witchcraft thing. For God. Yeah, for Jeebus. And uh, old Father Hobo lays hands on her. Not in like a gross pervert way. Or an abusive way. But uh, somehow psychically links with her? It's like a... Uh, it's like them, them healings you see. Mm-hmm. And then he sees the opening scene of the movie where the hillbilly guys are there and Dad goes off to hunt for some reason before the ballet recital. For five minutes or six months, we still don't know yet. And Father Hobo's like, man, if I've read the Bible, what this means is you need to stay up all night tonight because the ghost monsters are coming, like in the Bible. So Dad's like, nah, that all seems legit. I'm just going to go and uh, drink a bunch because that should help me stay nice and alert for the evening. Yeah, I got a drink so I can stay focused. So after he passes out, the Tommyknockers show back up. And the head Tommyknocker, turns out, has a name. 
It's like Theodore or something. Bingo. Bingo. What's his name-o? So, Bingo, the head Tommy knocker, is like, hey, here, here's a locket. It's got pictures in it or something. I don't know. <laughs> and Daughter's like, hey, maybe we can be friends after all because most of the evil ghost monsters don't give me jewelry. They just give me night terrors. Well, you gave me a trinket versus night terrors. We're friends now. And Dad is all, like, uh, flustered about this. So he takes it to Dr. Hooker, and he's like, Man, she got this locket from the ghost monsters. But, like, I don't know. But but maybe. Also, there's pictures in it. And I don't know about this one picture, but it's, I, I know the picture, but I don't know the picture. I think I don't know, but I do know that I don't know that I think I know because I don't know that I know it. You know what I mean? So, uh... Now, Dr. Hooker's like, hmm, maybe my precious science is of no use to us here. We should get in contact with local medium. And voodoo priestess. Yeah. Lady person. Who speaks the most god-awful sounding made-up language I've ever heard in my life. Or is a real language and you're just a horrible person. Doodlet pip furp. Doodlet pip furp, she says. So they have one of them there, uh, well, seances. Voodoo fights. And uh, she calls the, the ghost monsters to come forth and says, Hey, ghost monsters, why y'all ghost monster and everybody? Aw, she said, doodly bap, zimp, bop, piddle bap. Yeah, so after her scat routine, <laughs> the ghost monsters are like, Well, funny story. Turns out we all died in a horrible car accident because the scout leader had some kind of death seizure. And flip the car over repeatedly, and we all died. And and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, whoa, what, what, what do you want us to do about that? And they're like, nah, we're, we're, we're good. We're just going to go now. Bye. We got important ghost monster things to do. doodle a see you later. And the medium lady, she's all like, uh, hey, look, here's the thing. Maybe you just help out the ghost monsters. They just need a little help. Just tell them they're dead. They don't know. Yeah, if they knew, then they'd stop giving you jewelry and showing up with green lights all the time. But Dad's not convinced, so he does the only reasonable thing and, and gets his handy laptop, his hobo laptop that out. That is powered by Wi-Fi from the river. Yeah, and he hooks to the river Wi-Fi. charged with the goddamn sun. And he looks up the, uh... Now, to clarify, he didn't charge the river with the sun. Because no, that, that would be foolish. Yeah, that's dumb. You charge the laptop with the sun. Yeah. And you get your Wi-Fi from the river. Yeah, because the river moves, and that's how the information gets to you. Right, it's hydroelectric Wi-Fi. Yeah. With the solar laptop. He's got a little, little paddle wheel and it's stuff. He's got a little McCain sticker on the back of it. It does. Topical. Tropical. And so he finds out somehow that uh, the the head ghost monster Bingo is actually his dead aunt who died 66 years ago that he never knew about but now knows is his aunt because shut up. He knows. He just knows. And Dr. Hooker, after getting this information, says, yeah, that all checks out. And he's like, also, that kid's my dad. And she's like, what? That seems unbelievable for some Dr. reason. Dr. Hooker, yes. medicine woman. 
And she's like, huh, is that relevant to anything? And he's like, nah, bro. Nah, not, not particularly, I guess. So, uh, he heads back to camp and they, they hit the old saccharoonie, the old it hurts. Sleep, sleepy time. I don't like getting hit in the sack. Right in the baby maker. And the, the anus. Right in the anus. So it's a uh, it's bedtime. So of course, the ghost monsters show up. But since old uh, Dad and Doctor Hooker are outside making blanket makeout time. They don't notice that the ghost monsters show up and convince daughter to go with them. Right. To, I don't know, a place they're going to. The bog. And so, and the the medium warned them that she's going to go try to get drowned by ghost monsters or walk off cliff or whatever. But they didn't believe it until it was too late. Now daughter's gone. And dad's like, oh, man, that's a real bummer, dude. Daughter's gone. I'm upset now. I need to go. You, Dr. Hooker, you go tell the rest of the hobo camp that my daughter's missing. And then I'm going to blindly run off into the woods and yell her name. And daughter! We're our daughter! And meanwhile, the the ghost troop is leading her off, and she's like... Hey, this isn't as fun as you made it seem like it would. <laughs> yeah, walking around in this cold fucking swamp isn't nearly as much fun as you guys made it seem to be. It totally sounded fun, but I don't know about all this. <laughs> now that I'm knee-deep in this swamp, I don't like it. And they're like, nah, nah, it's cool, it's cool. We just gotta go out here to the, the, the boggy part. Yeah, the swamp tree. That's where it's fun. The biggest tree of the swamp. That's where we keep all the fun behind it. And she's like, uh-huh, okay. And then they, she gets there, and she's like, uh-oh, this is also not fun. And then, for some reason, runs farther into the bog for safety? Yeah. You know the old saying. No, but tell you, me. You have to run far enough into the bog for safety. Oh, that that old chestnut. <laughs> so she uh, she's out clamped to a tree, <laughs> and she... Clamped. She has some some kind of flashback, I guess. This is where it starts getting fun. So, or maybe her dad shows up first and then the flashbacks ensue. He didn't show up for a while because he's a poor father. So, anyway, dad's looking for her. She, he, he thinks he sees her and then flashbacks ensue. And we get the real story. Not this fake news we've been getting. By a real story, you mean more confused than we were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, turns out that the day of the recital, uh-huh. when he stopped to go hunting, because hunting is the most important thing ever. He's chemically addicted to it. He's like, hey. Middletown heroin. This dad hunting. And he says, hey, look. I know we got to go to this dance recital and it's important and meaningful to you or whatever, but fuck off. I need to go hunt in the woods because mom is mad about freezer space, so I'm going to kill an animal. That'll help. Yeah. 
Was she mad about too much freezer space? Yeah, she's like, oh, I can't stand how we have all this room in the freezer. If only there was you a carcass. You need to fill it up with dead animal carcasses right now. So off he goes for what could be anywhere from three minutes to 12 hours, hunting away, while he tells daughter to just sit in the truck, leave it running, have the heat on, chill, listen to some AM radio. Yeah. Have a good old time, like kids like to do. Right, kids do like to listen to that weird truck driver show on 700 WLW. Mm-hmm. So she's out there chilling. Uh, tripod lighter, please. And, uh... Who should show up at Daddy's secret hunting spot? But the uh, the hillbillies from earlier. That the dad almost wrecked into because he was using binoculars to get a better view of the cars. And so daughter hides in the car from him, and they're all hoot-hollering about, Hey, isn't that guy from earlier? He's also in the place for hunting. I'm super upset about that. We should go find him. And then the daughter... Gets out of the truck after they go away a little bit and then starts running blindly into the woods. Like you do, question mark? Yes. And then, uh, dad shows up and he's all, after he's like, oh man, I spaced on the date, bro. Sorry for being gone for seven hours. I forgot. So he heads back, but then team, team hillbilly's there. They whack him with a stick. No, first he gets real mad. Oh, yeah, because they're up around the, the truck, and he, uh, put your guns on the floor. Yeah, he demands their guns. You have guns, and I have guns. There's no way you, with your more guns, could possibly get the drop on me with my one gun. Well, if he would have been carrying seven guns at the same time, he would have been in the win. Yeah, more guns is the key to You know victory. what they say? Devoted fathers fire seven guns at the same time. Yeah. That's also a thing I've heard people say all the time. Constantly. I get aggravated with it because I hear it so uh, much. Yeah, I'm like, enough. We know. We know. We know. Seven guns. Good fathering. Sure. Shit. <laughs> Again. So, after he manages to get Team Hillbilly out of there with them swearing vengeance as they drive away, very obviously. This ain't over, motherfucker. Yeah. This ain't over. You think this thing is finished that is now d- done, but it is not it because it will it continue. It done because it wasn't finished yet. There will be more of this later. Yeah, because we ain't finished. So he... Finished. Uh, he rifles through the car looking for his kid, which doesn't seem like requires a rifling. I was going to say, it should be a quick, like, you know, just a quick quick scope and you should realize that your child isn't in the vehicle anymore and he's like whoopsie I guess my kid's not in the car I better go look for her and as he goes off to look he gets uh, the old hillbilly stick smacked wallop yes wallop that would have been better I'll fix it in post no no I will not that would require editing and so uh the hillbillies get him with the old stick You'll smack. Just type your paragraph and go on about your day. And then they drove away, because that'll show him, I guess. I don't know. And then he comes to and realizes that, you know, his daughter's missing. Still. 
So he heads hey, to... Wouldn't it be more of a remembering than a realizing? Didn't he already realize it before they hit him with the stick, or was it an amnesia stick? It might have been. I don't know. Maybe he had the amnesia. You're inferring I paid a lot more attention to this than I did. I tried to, but it was hard. So he heads to the local... Crematorium? What? No. Tannery. Maybe. Payphone. Payphone, tannery, whatever. As long as you can process the hiding it, that's all I care about. And he calls home to the uh, to the missus, and he's like, "Eh, funny story. And instead of going to that ballet recital, you know we weren't at because you went to it and we weren't there, and you're probably panicking." Uh, I was out in the woods hunting for like seven hours because I don't care about my daughter that I won't let Child Protective Services have, and I lost her. <laughs> and uh the wife who doesn't get the hilarity of this joke she's like no that's funny she's I'm like, not she's like uh it's 3 30 in the morning what the fuck are you even talking about and they have the local uh sheriff there and he's like yeah put that on speaker i want to hear your most intimate conversations about your missing children and he's like yeah, so maybe I dropped the ball on this one, but I think that last part, the the sheriff line, that might have been a direct quote from the movie because that's that's where the writing went with this for the most part. So they uh they get everybody together, they form one of them search parties. You got a bunch of you know sheriffs and volunteers and stuff, and other men, and they head out to go looking for her, and then we jump smash cut. And uh, turns out that his his daughter is now a fully intact skeleton. A blackened skeleton. Yeah. And it makes him real sad on account of makes his daughter's dead. And there's a touching scene where he hugs a skeleton. Yeah. And then uh, he wakes up the next day and Santa Claus is hey, there. Question for any of you skeletons out there listening. When you're a skeleton, can you, like, be picked up by the head bone and still be intact? Write us and let us know. Yeah. Christian LeBlanc, you'll probably know. <laughs> Does your skeleton stay intact when you've been dead in the swamp long enough? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, anybody who knows about Mortal Kombat probably knows about skeletons. He's the guy. That's a safe bet. So, uh, he, he has a good cry with the skeleton Yep. and then wakes I mean, up. Can you have a bad cry with the skeleton? Um, sure. And he cries with the skeleton bad? Any cry you can walk away from with the skeleton is a good one. That's another That's what they say. thing people say. <laughs> so he, he can't stop us if he's not here. So he wakes up cradling the skeleton the next morning. <laughs> And Santa Claus informs him that daylight's a coming, even though daylight's clearly already there. <laughs> we're like, literally, Chris and Brett are like, where the fuck did this guy even goddamn come from? Yeah. And Santa Claus is like, uh, so, funny story, I'm your dad. We're like lost children confused at this point. Like, we don't know where our mommies are. Yeah. It's bad. This is, it, we, it went from confused to baffled. Really fucking fast. And uh, Dad's like, What? What are you talking about, Santa Claus? 
And Santa Claus is like, look deep within yourself. You know the truth. I'm your Paul. And Dad's like, oh, wait, there's more to the flashback sequence. <laughs> Hold on, I'm remembering more now. So then we flash back. The house is in a state of disarray. Jump back, smash, cut, cut. As several weeks have gone by with no success in finding daughter. There's dirty dishes strewn about. Dad has succumbed to the alcoholism and is very emotionally distraught over, you know, getting his daughter killed. Yep. And he decides that the only reasonable thing is to write one last letter to his wife, also known as life insurance. And then Kurt Cobain the fuck out of it. Yep. So after he has the Kurt Cobain special, <laughs> we go back to the oh, present. We're get letters about that one. And Santa Claus is like, yep, you're a ghost, idiot. And he's all like, wait, what? But, but I lived in a hobo town. He's like, all ghosts. <laughs> all of it. All the hobos were ghosts. There, I just summed up the movie right now in 45 seconds. That's yeah. the only line that made sense throughout the whole picture. You're a ghost, I'm a ghost, hobos are ghosts, tents probably ghosts. All the trees are ghosts, the bogs are ghosts, the ghosts are ghosts. The only thing that's not dead are the ghosts that were born before they died because ghosts aren't dead until they're born. Ghosts. Yeah. The only thing that wasn't a ghost was the holes of feces. <laughs> also, the ghosts uh, were not ghosts. Yeah, the ghosts were actually alive. <laughs> except for the ghosts. Except for the living ghosts because the dead ghosts were... Specters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Direct quotes. And so he's all like, Santa Claus, <laughs> that can't be right, on account of that makes perfect sense. Nope, ghost. So he goes ghosts. to ghosts. where his ghosts. still alive, not ghosts. dead in a car crash family is is practicing baseball, I guess. Yep. In the middle of a bog. I'm not convinced that they're not ghosts. And he's all like, uh, he, he has a touching moment with all of his children. They don't know it's happening. Yep, because he's a ghost, and they're possibly ghosts. And he was all like, I don't, uh, he, like, even when I go back home and leave the house or go to the store, how do I know it's not all ghosts? And then, and he's like, and and you, son, you always had the courage inside of you. And you, son, you always had a heart. And you, son, you always were smart. You just didn't know it. It sounds like the end of The Wizard of Oz to me. Yeah, this is a very similar set of circumstances. Was The Wizard of Oz a ghost? Yeah. Was Dorothy a ghost? They all were ghosts. That, the whole thing Except was just Toto. a... Toto. Yeah, he Toto was, was a real dog. He was down in Africa. I don't get it. And so... He turns to Santa Claus and says, Well, I've made my peace with all this real fast. And then, who should appear but his daughter? And he's all like, Wow, so even though I was a terrible father and I, I followed my own selfish desires and made you die in the woods, scared, freezing, and alone, you're totally cool with it. And she's all like, Yeah, this is fine. This is totally okay. I don't harbor a grudge or anything. Why would I? I'm dead. I had a good run. You know, I was like seven. Yeah. So I saw all the world had to offer me anyway. Whatever. Yeah. With all the yelling you and mom did all the time, probably was for the best. It wasn't <laughs> going to get better more than likely. 
I'm just glad it wasn't you that killed me in an alcohol-fueled rage one night. And then he turns into not a hobo-looking guy. Yep. He's a cleaner ghost. And everybody's happy, except for the alive members of his family, which have to live on with their crushing emotional crippledness forever. So just like in real life, only ghosts are happy. The end. Thank Christ. So, Brett. Boy, let me tell you. Uh-huh. What were you going to say? No, that, what, what, just say the thing. The thing. Perfect. So, this movie starts out confusing, and then I was mad because it wasn't a good movie, and then I was confused more as it went on, and then I was angrier, then I was baffled by the ending. So, this movie was a giant, perplexing, infuriating mess of a film hence the remark about a dumpster fire made of train wrecks except I wanted to look away but Chris has a series of restraints on the couch that don't allow much for movement or closing my eyes well yeah it's kind of like Quagmire's robot chair and a clockwork orange I get half of that reference. I can't move or blink much. Um, I wouldn't watch this. I would tell people that I don't like that it was great. <laughs> Perfect. Now, some people, the expression, the real expression, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. I hope that all of my enemies watch this. Solid. So we're going to go with nah, bruh. Mm-hmm. Not lit. <laughs> what do you think, Troy? I thought it was a good movie. Well, well, that's not what I expected. What do you think, Chris? Yeah. So the thing is, it's not a good movie, but it's technically fine. Like uh, Where? No, the technical aspects of it. Oh yeah, they had yeah, a nice uh, camera. Yeah, like the the music guy was nominated for two Academy Awards. The the shots are fine. The acting is fine. The everything is okay about this movie, but the stupid story. It's it's a real shame that it couldn't have been a better story. It doesn't look bad. It's like saying a house fire was okay, except for the way that it burned everything. Well, no, that, that's what makes it even worse. Because the, the people involved with this obviously wanted to make a movie, were competent enough to have made something worth seeing. To them. To somebody. But then they just had this lame, incomprehensible mess of a story that just starts out confusing. It Just cut the dumb part in the credits off, and this would have been a better movie for it. A little bit. At least it would have been... A mystery. It would have been more interesting unless there, there's interesting and confusing. There's a fine line. And I hate to say it, but I agree with Chris. If the if the beginning would have just started with them out in the woods, it would have been interesting. I would have had something to look forward to. Yeah. But I didn't. 
But I mean, it's it's nothing you haven't seen before done better. You ever seen the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze? It's basically this. Like the guy guy's a ghost, he, didn't know he's a ghost. I then he knew he was he a knew ghost. He died though in Ghost. Not at first. Oh, now we have to do a whole podcast series on the movie Ghost. So next up is Ghost. And then after that, Ghost 2, the re-ghostening. And then after that, Ghost 3, the re-ghostening. <laughs> Ghost 4, the gritty reboot of Ghost. But yeah, that's you can skip this one and feel totally okay with it. Would you say nah, bruh? Uh, nope. You never do. I never will. Or have you? No. So, yeah, I think it's a firm skip. If Troy was here, he also would say skip. You heard the man. He said it was a good movie film. Well, that's true. I did hear that super convincing Troy voice earlier. So, I'm going to figure out what's next. Do do something. I should have specified not bad. I thought that's my fault. Creep. Recommended mm-hmm. by Becky. Thank you, I found that now. So next up is Creep. Recommended by Becky, but not the creep we already did. A different creep. I didn't remember, so I got yelled at earlier in well, your conversation. You weren't here. I wasn't here, but I still got yelled at. So we're going to do that one. It It's a British film, I think, from, from what Troy says. Blimey! From 2004. So we're going to check that one out. Yep. So, I hope it's better. It can't be worse, probably. So what if other people want to recommend movies that have names of movies you've already seen? How would they do that? Hollering. you said that before. Zero out of ten. Yelling. Probably said it before. Double zero out of ten. Barton. Um, six out of ten. The Rings of Saturn. Mm. Zero out of ten. I just don't like Saturn. Train whistles. Three out of ten. You can find us on the Facebooks under Slaughterhouse Princess. You can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter under Slaughter Prince. You can find us on Reddit, SHP Podcast. You can find us at slaughterhouseprincess.com. We also have a presence on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, MySpace, uh, store.slaughterhouseprincess.com to give us money, patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com to give us more direct money. Uh, Discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com Nothing else. Sure. Pretty sure. I don't know. MySpace. Yes, definitely MySpace. Zynga. Everybody's favorite social media platform, Zynga. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do Creep next time, which I don't think there's going to be Troy, so if you don't like... TLC song? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the one about waterfalls. That was Destiny's Child. Mm. So yeah, I've come back for that. And Unless you don't. Or not. And to to say what Troy would say. Say that business Troy says. While other podcasts think about movies. Of course you would. Bye!
you ever been raised by a corpse? 